Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Rochelle. This podcast started as a space to use my voice, to share my journey of healing, and it's turned into so much more. It's a space about all things emotional, because for me, learning to self-regulate and accept what I was feeling was game-changing. Together, we learn the tools to self-regulate. We talk spirituality, holistic healing, and modalities such as human design and astrology to help you radically trust, love, and accept yourself. I have some amazing guests on here that share their story and share their tools. And this is really just a space to support you in healing mind, body, and soul. So I thank you so much for tuning in and putting yourself first. I appreciate every single one of you. I wasn't going to record an intro to this episode because it is fairly lengthy for a solo, but there was a couple things I wanted to talk about. One being just a quick overview of the transits that we can expect for the month of October. And then I literally just had sort of like a teaching moment today for myself that I wanted to share here because I think it's something that can help others. And it is a big part of what the self, um, the seven week um, small group container is going to be. So I had a moment today at work where I kind of got scolded. I got, I got an I air quote trouble. And, you know, normally I don't let those things get to me. I understand that we project onto each other, that we're all mirrors for each other, the whole bit. So oftentimes that'll kind of help me just reframe these things. But, you know, sometimes when things are targeted in what feels to be a personal way, or I took it personally, granted, there are more than what was the specific instance that probably had me taking things personal. Um, I kind of started my morning in a little bit of an irritated mood. And so it always like trickles. Um, But I found myself like ruminating on this, like for most of the day. And I was so aware of it. I was like, you are allowing this to be your day. You're allowing this to consume your thoughts and making it bigger than it is. Now, the thing wasn't even that big of a deal, really. But I just, something had me just kind of, thinking about it over and over and over again. Um, And so I got home and I journaled on it. And, you know, our mind runs on the subconscious. 97%, I believe, 95 to 97% is the statistic of what is subconscious. And then 3 to 5% is conscious. And so, you know, our childhood um, trauma, we could say, or patterns, things that happened when we were younger, our core beliefs about ourselves, our core wounds, like, for this specific instant was like, I am not worthy. I am not good enough. And so if I had, if I had healed that, if that was a healed part of me, the situation wouldn't have bothered me. I would have been able to just let it roll off of me. But because I have, I hold such a, a deep wounding when it comes to that, I am not good enough. This specific thing that I was scolded for really activated that part of me that told me, well, you're not good enough you don't do a good enough job or people don't like you or whatever the the story was that I was telling myself in my in my mind. And so as I sat to like journal about it, a lot of things came up that um, I, I sat to journal and then I wrote a little bit of poetry or just did a little bit of writing. And a lot of events or things that I never really, I don't say I didn't deal with because I've been dealing with it now, but like at the time seem very insignificant but it's like one thing on top of the other thing on top of the other thing, you know, maybe being told like you don't do a good enough job like over and over again or, oh, I always have to like go in and clean up after you. Um, just little things like that, which in and of themselves, you know, we've all probably all said that to our children or heard our parents say it to you. But it's like once that's like repeated over and over and over again, 
emotion and repetition are what create these core wounds and these core beliefs in our subconscious believes that of, of ourselves. We can absolutely reverse it. Our, our conscious mind will never like outwit or outwill the subconscious. But when we go in there and we create repetition and emotion with the con- consciously with our mind, right? Then we can start to reprogram those old thoughts. So the fact of actually journaling it out and following the thought, like I felt, I felt angry, I felt resentful, and I felt defeated is kind of where the, the core emotions or feelings that I was feeling today. And then it's like, what do I take that to mean about me, right? And kind of following that thread. Well, I feel like my core wound is I am not good enough. I am, I am not enough. And so anyway, so just really being able to track that back to identify that really helps and then being able to reprogram it, um, you know, just refining evidence of why I am good enough, things I have done that make me good enough or a hard worker or whatever it was opposite of the story. And then tonight when I meditate, you know, pulling that through meditation and doing some visualization and, and still holding my vision of where I want to go, because this is what gets in the way for a lot of us, right? It's like we have the vision, we know what we want, but then we have these core wounds that come in and pop up just like that, that make us want to throw up our hands and, and quit, right? And be like, well, I'm done, depending on what your core wound is. But, but, you know, I am not enough. I'm not worthy. Um, you know, those things of like, I can't, um, I'm not, you know, those sort of thoughts will come up. And so it's just a helpful tool to A, write it down, because what's like when you can get it out of yourself, it is so helpful. And sometimes you don't even know what's going to come out when you write it, but just being able to have an outlet to like get it out and just journal it out and just get it out of your system and see it on paper allows you to identify like, oh, that's what's going on, right? So I just wanted to share that because it's just remembering to come back to these practices every day they you know it's really powerful it is really powerful so okay quickly gonna go over the transits um for october just like the major ones not even like super super um into detail but mercury is direct since the last episode Uh, mercury went direct on october 1st and so yeah, all those all those issues, you know, there's the, there's a the shadow phase before and after Mercury retrograde, but Mercury is not in retrograde anymore. And so just like noticing and reflecting on things that came up, uh, relationship stuff came up for me. And it's sort of I'm still feeling a little bit tender over some of those things, but being able to reflect, being able to journal on them, being able to, um, you know, see what what's working and what isn't and what we need to give ourselves um, is just really helpful. We have some of our outer planets that have been in retrograde are stationing direct. So Pluto goes direct in Capricorn on the 8th. Um, and, you know, when we have these outer planets in retrograde, they turn inward. And so now that energy is going to go back outward. So it's like looking at all of those things like Pluto is all about death and transformation. So what's been coming up over the last months, right, when it comes to Pluto? Where has it been in your in your in your chart? Where do you have Pluto in there? Um, you know, like for me personally, Pluto is in the fourth house. So there has been a lot of restructuring in my home life, right? Like setting boundaries, um, you know, looking at the way I parent, uh, all things home, ancestral, right? All that kind of stuff like may come up. Um, we have our full moon in Aries on the ninth and full, you know, Aries is the start of the Zodiac, right? It is the fire sign. It is the action oriented sign. So it's about moving forward. So this might be a good time to you know, start projects and, and do things, right? The sun moves into Scorpio on October 23rd. 
Scorpio season for me is always pretty heavy. Um, my son is in Taurus, and so Scorpio is the opposite of that. And so every time we're in Scorpio season, it's just like digging up all these really deep um, things from the depth for me to look at. And when I look back at my life, a lot of the major events that have happened have happened during Scorpio season. So since I've like become aware of human design and astrology, I've really kind of used that to, I don't want to say buckle up, but kind of <laughs> just like prepare myself for what Scorpio season could potentially be, just knowing that just a lot a lot gets gets shake it up at that time. You know, Scorpio rules the eighth house. It's all about the deep, the dark, the occult. Um, It's mysterious. It's passionate. It's intense. Um, It's a water sign. It's emotional. It's all those things. So um, yeah, we turn, we go into Scorpio season on the 23rd. And then on the same day, Saturn goes direct in Aquarius. So this might lift some of the restriction that you may have been feeling when it comes to Saturn. So really just like looking at your chart and seeing where you have these planets placed in your chart will give you insight as to the energy that might have been affecting it. Um, On the 25th, we have the new moon in Scorpio and a partial solar eclipse. I don't know about you, those lunar eclipses in May, which was, um, you know, Taurus Scorpio. Now we have um, the opposite, right? So now we have the, the solar eclipse, partial solar eclipse in Scorpio. But yeah, those lunar eclipses in May were super intense for me. So I'm kind of preparing for that. Again, looking, do you have fixed energy? Do you have Taurus energy? Do you have Scorpio energy? Like what is going on in your chart? And where are these moons? Or where is this going to fall in your chart to understand how it may affect you? Um, If you didn't feel it that intensely in May, you might not feel this that intensely now, depending. So just really always helpful to look at your charts. And on the 28th, Jupiter retrogrades back into Pisces. Remember, um, I think it started December or maybe before that of last year, we had Jupiter and Pisces for quite a few months. I think it went into Aries maybe in May. It might have been, uh, might have been in May. But um, so kind of looking back to those themes, what, what was coming up for you then? And really reflecting on it and journaling on, journaling on it is always, always, always a helpful tool. And that's part of why I love journaling and then also in astrology, because then I can look back and be like, okay, what was happening during this time frame? Like, what was I journaling about? What was on my mind? What was weighing on me? What was, what was just, what was going on? And then reflecting and then being able to see like, okay, those themes may now be coming back for us. And then finally, the last little bit of October, Mars goes retrograde in Gemini on the 30th, and it's going to be in Gemini until March. So Mars um, in retrograde is like bringing a battle inside of us, again, because retrograding energies bring everything inside. So as with everything, there's a shadow and there's a light side to things. So you know, Gemini is kind of the trickster. Gemini is the twins. It's very intellectual. Um, you know, it's it's just, yeah, it's intellectual. It's all things of the mind, communication. It's an air sign. And so Mars is, you know, Mars rules Aries. So Mars is the go-getter. It's sexuality. You know, so what's going to, maybe things will come up for there. It's, it's war. It's aggression. Um, it's assertiveness. It's all those things. So pair these two together. And we're going to be sitting in this energy for quite some time. So it'll be interesting to see what comes up. Um, but I will leave you with that. If you are interested in grabbing your home, so human design, we're the, we are in the transiting sun of gate 48 right now. And so gate 48 is the gate of depth. Um, it's opposite is gate 16. So gate 48 comes out of the spleen, which is fear, survival, and health. So, you know, gate 48, the gate of depth, like you have a lot of depth to you. People tend to come to you for your knowledge and for your information. So sometimes people who have this will kind of guard that well, um, just being particular about who they're going to give that up to and who they're not, because so many people will often come to kind of like 
take take some water from there. And so um, if you want to grab your human design chart, there is a link in the show notes. Uh, you can grab it and then you'll get just um, to your email. You will get just five days of explaining type, strategy, authority, and profile and a little bit of the background of human design just to give you like a basis and start in human design. So you can grab your chart down there. If you're looking for your astrology chart, uh, astro.com is a great place to go. Leave in the show notes. Uh, follow me on Instagram at rochelle.christian. It is R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E dot C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-E. And TikTok is the same. Website is rochellechristian.com. I am so excited to have partnered with Seed Probiotics. We know this podcast is all about emotions and the state of our gut greatly influences the state of our emotions, our ability to self-regulate. And so it is so important to take care of our gut. It's like having a little mini universe inside of our body, right? When we have good bacteria, it's running efficiently. And when we have bad bacteria, things can get a little misaligned. So seed is incredible. I started taking them around November and within 48 hours, I noticed the difference. Seed has a double capsule. It's a pre and probiotic. So the prebiotic digests in your stomach and the probiotic actually goes to where it's supposed to go to be the most effective, which is your colon. The science behind this is incredible. You can geek out all about it. I honestly love, love, love this product. Like I said, I've been taking it for months. I noticed such a huge difference and I am so excited to be able to bring this to you. If you use the code EMOTIONAL, E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L at checkout, you will get 15% off your first month of the daily symbiotic. That is code EMOTIONAL at checkout. Welcome back to another week, another episode of the podcast. You know, these solo episodes, I don't really plan. There's a couple of them that I've gotten like bullet points, but generally I try and just bring in what's coming up for me every week. And, you know, the more I connect with myself, the more I connect with source, the more I clear my body of, you know, heavy energies or just toxic food, all these things just really helps me connect more with myself. And that's kind of what's been coming up a lot this week. I have been diving really deep into sort of like, um, you know, universal law and understanding, you know, ancient philosophies or prophecies rather, um, and philosophies too. And it's just really interesting how you can just follow. Um, I, I was sitting here writing this week's Mastery Monday email and newsletter. If you're not on that, I'll leave a link below. But it's just every week, every Monday, send out a Mastery Monday email. And, you know, throughout my day, I wake up, I journal, if I can get a meditation and I get a meditation and I work out in the morning and then I listen to podcasts for like an hour or two because I just really, truly want to continue to inspire myself. You know, when we like identify our core wounds, um, things that kind of those like negative thought patterns, um, you know, because our subconscious runs like 80% of the show and, you know, it is like in finding things that inspire us throughout the day that kind of help when those negative thought patterns come up or when those core wounds come up or those core beliefs that we're trying to rewrite, when those things come up, if you're constantly listening to stories or listening to people who kind of went from where you are to like where you want to be or who have accomplished like amazing things, it really gives you that like seeing is believing kind of thing, right? Like, well, if that person did it, I can do it. So I've noticed like because I consistently inspire myself throughout the day, you know, in, in books and podcasts and 
I try and do it with TV shows. I don't watch much TV, but when I do watch TV, it, lately it's House of Dragons and C. Um, so I just try and be intentional about when I watch those and just like, you know, binge it in one night and be done with it. So I'm not like consistently watching it every day, but also, you know, we're all human. And it's funny. I just, you know, I am I am not perfect. And I try and be really intentional when I come on this podcast, right? It's like I want what I have to say every week you know, to really have an impact or be impactful or be um, a tool or something that you can take with you. Um, And so I really try and be intentional with my word and my energy, but I'm also just me, right? I also want to have that authenticity of sometimes I speak really fast. Sometimes I just blurt what's in my mind. Sometimes I can be, you know, intense and passionate and all these things. So it's like showing up as myself, being intentional within that And just hopefully the message that I have to say or what's coming up for me, you know, each week is something that's going to resonate with somebody that listens. And I genuinely believe that whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, you're listening to it for a reason. So there's something within this that that is for you. But um, like I was saying, I have really just been like following this thread of um, information, I guess. And, you know, it comes from podcasts. It comes from conversations I have. It comes from books I'm reading. And I'm just like literally following this. And it's really interesting how it continues to come up. It's like that divine synchronicity because I'm really trying to deeply understand, you know, life and source and God, whatever you want to term you want to use for it. Um, Because I feel like the more in in touch I get with myself, um, you know, in just like understanding the depth of the layers of consciousness of this reality this this physical plane and you know the layers of consciousness that that there are beyond what we even understand right i love that little place where like science meets esoteric and spiritual and the woo right because it's just like a beautiful um it's just beautiful because you know science is constantly disproving things that they thought worked right so it's like we can look to science for like our logical mind wants to understand on a scientific level on a factual level why things are but even if you look at that like science is continually disproving things that were proved to be factual before right so it's like there's so much we don't even understand or haven't even scratched the surface of when it comes to that but i so i had a podcast episode i think it was in january one of the first ones in january with lauren aletta i'll link it below so you can go listen to it it was phenomenal and i interviewed her again last month that's going to come out again in january it's going to be the end of december beginning of january i haven't yet decided i have to look at the the astrology um but last year i actually put the episode out during venus retrograde i have worked with uh, lauren a few times so before i recorded the very first episode with her i had done two energy readings with her and she is just phenomenal like phenomenal if you ever get a chance to work with her like absolutely recommend it do it but i yeah so when i released that episode i was looking at astrology to decide when i was going to put it out because venus was in retrograde and at first i wanted to put it out after venus station direct but then i knew that the I wanted to continue the relationship I had formed with her because, again, she is just such a beautiful, powerful soul, right? The wisdom that she carries, the, the, her wisdom and downloads and information and knowledge on just life and history and being able to tap into past lives and, and just all of it is just blows my mind. It's phenomenal. And so I released it when, like, I think it was like the last few days of Venus retrograde um, because I wanted that relationship because Venus is all about relationships, right? Um, I wanted it to kind of come back because when we're in retrograde, it's like those things 
external turn internal. And then when it goes direct, it, things turn external again, right? So we have some heavy planets, or we have some um, outer planets that have been in retrograde that are sta- stationing direct this month. And so, you know, like Saturn, Saturn has been in retrograde and it stations direct, I believe on the 8th. So uh, like two days after this episode comes out. So it's like all this, all the themes that, that have been coming up over the past, you know, few months that it has been in retrograde are now going to be going external, right? So they were internal because we were dealing with them. And now they're kind of going external. So we can kind of like look at these themes and see what came up for us and kind of like lean into that and work with that energy. So I say all that to say that I released the episode, Venus was, was in retrograde. And then she came out with, I knew I wanted to work with her in some capacity beyond just energy readings. And I had expressed that uh, to her, I think, during our last session before I had recorded that podcast episode. And I think it was like a a month later, maybe in February, I got an email that she was doing, I think, I believe it was a three month uh, program called Recode, Reconnect and Recode. And it was really just like understanding just universal themes and what was going on. And we, we tapped into so much, right? It was really just reconnecting with yourself. But we went deep into things like Lumeria and Atlantis and you know, there are even some concepts that she was talking about that I, my mind couldn't even grasp because I'm just not there yet, you know, on a spiritual level. Um, but it, it opened up a lot for me. And this this month or this year, sorry, has been really heavy on the spiritual. I've really deepened my spiritual understanding, my spiritual path. Um, I've really cleaned up my body, alcohol. I'm doing Sober October, I'm calling it. But I have been just lessening and lessening the amount that I'm drinking. And on Friday, last Friday um, in September, I had like three glasses of wine and I was up all night just tossing and turning. My heart was racing. It didn't feel good. And I was just like, Rochelle, this is this is a message like this is not doing your body anything right. Considering like where I want to go. And I think I'm working so hard to like clean up my diet and just move my body and connect with earth. Right. And just doing all these things are going to help me clear myself out. Right. And and, and be able to be like a channel channel and um, just have this like deeper connection. So that was like a big part of what that was about. And literally since then, or, or yeah, because this whole year, you know, Jupiter was in Pisces for a good portion of the year. There was so much Pisces energy. Um, and it's just, yeah, there's just been a lot. I have a lot of fixed energy and there's this the year this year's transits are really affecting fixed energy like heavily. And so I have a lot of fixed energy in my chart. Um, but yeah, so there was a lot of like key themes during those three months that I was fascinated with, just absolutely fascinated. And so it's, it, you know, divine synchronicity, all these little like nuggets have been dropped here and there, just like randomly, right? It's like a random book will talk about something and then something else will talk about the same thing, like completely unrelated sources. And I happen to have the book that I haven't read, right? It's just like these, these messages that when you're paying attention and when you're listening to it are there. And yeah, just, I, so I'm literally following all these little threads, all these little nuggets from like, one source of information to another. So really understanding, yeah, universal law and um, and all of it on, on such a deeper level. And, you know, a core theme is, you know, as a collective, we are, it can appear when we watch the news, when we listen to stories, when we're out in the world, right? It can appear like really hopeless. It can appear like we are just like destroying our planet, which we are, right? But There's also this other side of it that I think if you stop to really look, a lot of people are waking up and it might not seem like it and it might not feel like it because I think sometimes even for me, I'm just like, gosh, like I have all this information, all this knowledge. What can I do with it? Like, what can I as one person do with it? 
Um, and then, you know, I look at the podcast and just having this conversation, even though I'm having a conversation, I'm having a conversation with you, right? But I'm sitting in my room right now um, alone having this conversation. But but being able to speak to you and spreading this message, whether it resonates with you or not, right? Somebody that listens to this um, maybe has a platform that is able to spread a message. And, you know, that's what it's for. Because once we can, as individuals, come into ourselves and begin to heal ourselves and begin to connect on a deeper level, you know, life is cyclical. History is cyclical. If you look, everything is goes in cycles and patterns. And even deeper, I, I don't even fully grasp the depth of what I'm about to say. But I mean, this goes beyond, you know, down back to like, if if you look at Mayan and Incan prophecy, which I'm currently writing a book on, which is then leading me to another book. And it's just, it's fascinating. You know, they followed the Pleiades, the Pleiadian star seed, star cluster, which is, which is in, which is in um, Taurus. Um, uh, oh my gosh, the word is escaping me, but it's in, you know, the, the Taurus cluster is not the right word. It's bothering me. (laughs) But it's in the sign of Taurus in the sky, right? And so, you know, they would follow like the Milky Way, they would follow the Pleiadian, the Pleiadian star clusters. And it was just like so much of like what ruled their, their, their lives, their day to day. And, you know, they went beyond that into like prophecies of like 25,800 years, like these cycles, right? And now we're, we're going from Pisces into the age of Aquarius, which was also predicted, but it's just so fascinating that how deep this stuff goes. Then you look at Atlantis and Lumeria, and that's another area I've been going down the rabbit hole on, but it's something that Lauren had brought up in her program. And then just like book to book to book is is talking about it. I mean, Conversations with God, he talks about Lumeria. Um, the book I'm reading is The Return of the Children of Light talks about Lumeria, and it's just like fascinating. It's literally blowing my mind. And I say all of that, which is completely scattered and all over the place, but it's not because when I first heard about uh, the Pleiadians, which was through the Akashic Records, because that's where some have said, um, depending on who you follow, who you're learning Akashic Records from, but that the Akashic Records are held. The, the Pleiadians are the ones that that are kind of like the, the librarians of the Akashic Records. And I feel really drawn, like when I've done meditations and I visualize myself like on a planet, it's always Venus. It's kind of this Venusian energy that 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 is called... I feel like I'm called to and to explore that. And I have Taurus energy. I have a lot of Taurus energy, um, sun, Mercury. Um, there's a lot of Taurus. Um, it's in my 10th house too, like right on my MC line. There's a lot of Taurus transits right now, you know, North Node's in Taurus. There have been this year. And so I just feel really called to this Pleiadian energy, like this, this Taurus, Venusian, all this energy is seemingly all tied together. And I didn't understand it at first. And now I'm seeing it more and more, right? It makes so much sense why I specifically am called to this. And when I started tapping into the Akashic Records, I I follow Ashley Woods. And if you listen to the episode a few weeks ago with uh, Jamie Shujin, I'll link that also. She learned Akashic Records um, through Ashley Wood as well. And, you know, when I was in the Akashic Records once, I was just like, why am I being called to the records through this, or I can't remember the exact question, but it was something along the lines of like, was I on the right path? And the response that I got was just like, you were called to Ashley for a very specific reason, because that was the reason I, or that was the energy I needed to connect with. And so that's who I was brought to, right, to be able to connect and tap in in this way. 
And so anyway, so it's really interesting. Like I said, I've, I've just been going really deep into this stuff lately. It's just fascinating to me. It's just like consuming my, I just like want to know. And within that, you know, I'm, I'm coming out with the self program, which is a seven week container, which um, doors close tomorrow. If when this comes out on October 6th, the doors close on the 7th and the program begins on the 15th, which I'm really excited for. But a core, I mean, the program is basically learning to connect with the self, with yourself, right? Really on a deep, deep level, understanding what is for you and what isn't. Our body is always, always giving us messages of what feels good and what doesn't. And we've just been so conditioned out of listening to that through our culture, right? It's like we are in this bigger is better culture, right? Being in a city with hundreds of thousands of people as opposed to like being out in nature. Um, And and it's like the food that we're eating disconnects us from ourselves. The things that we're drinking, the things we're putting on our body, like it is it is so wide. It is so big of a this conditioning that we have. And, you know, when you look at like European settlers like coming over here, you know, they said that, you know, indigenous people of the world, I mean, it's in, anywhere really, it's like that they are, you know, not smart or they're like below them when really it's like their consciousness was so much higher than ours, we couldn't even understand it, right? And so it's like coming back to, because I just find it fascinating, this Mayan and Incan uh, prophecy. So it's like just looking at their prophecies and how connected they were with the earth, right? They were able to open doorways and, you know, go through the quantum field in a way that we, like as a society now, like, yes, we have some people that are very much awoken to that in in this time, but it's, it's very few, right? And I think a lot more of us are waking up to the possibility of, we're waking up to the fact that there is so much more beyond what we actually physically see in front of us, right? Like close your eyes and go into a meditation and trust what is being shown to you. You know, when you sleep in your dreams, like that is our soul, like essentially leaving our body and being given that freedom, And like questioning when things come up, like if you have nightmares, uh, I believe it was conversations with God, but he was saying, you know, when we have nightmares, it's because like our, our soul is free in that time, but our conscious mind is confused, right? Because it's, and it brings in an element of fear when we aren't able to like fully let the soul go, right? And just kind of like do its thing when we're sleeping. But again, a core piece of this all is connecting with your body. And we can do that in such a powerful way when we're connected with earth, right? We have to, we have to connect with earth again. We have to take care of her. Um, and, and this is, you know, not any like mind blowing information. Like we know that is, it's the truth. We know that we have to get there. And sometimes it's very, um, you know, I was driving past a for sale sign today. It was, it was for sale on like, I don't know how many acres of property, And I just had this thing. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to buy a big ass piece of property like that. I'm just going to plant trees and like gardens and just let the community come and pick what they want from it. And, you know, because this is another conversation I've had recently. Um, Just it's easy to eat right, but it's hard, you know, for for reasons that our body's physically addicted to the food that we're eating, all that kind of stuff. But beyond that, it can be expensive, right? And I think that is a probably the biggest um, response that I hear when I talk about eating healthy. Oh, well, it's too expensive. Like I can't afford to eat like that. There are ways that we can eat cheaply, right? There are ways that we can eat on a budget. Um, you can plant your own garden in the back, in your backyard, uh, just really coming back to like whole foods. And of course, like there are so many nuances to, um, eating right, eating clean for your body. 
depending on on what you follow, like Ayurveda says nothing canned, nothing frozen, nothing packaged, which I personally follow. But, you know, that can be really hard when you're starting out. So of course, it's always like having grace with yourself. But it's like, but starting, right? Because when you can take that one step forward, it's going to be better than what you're doing now. Um, it's going to move you one step forward. It's going to move you in the right direction. And so just, um, yeah, trusting yourself in that. Because again, when we when we connect with ourselves, it is really, really powerful, really powerful in being able to trust yourself. Because so often, like, I know one of my biggest struggles was like setting boundaries with myself. And then when I couldn't follow through that, it's like, how am I supposed to set a boundary with someone else if I can't even follow through on the boundaries I've set for myself? But the healthier I get, right, the the cleaner my body gets, the more I trust myself, the more I can feel when I'm having like inspired thought or some sort of divine synchronicity or a, a message, right? It's like we're always asking, oh, well, show me a message for this. Show me like 222 if this is supposed to be it. But then we'll see the 222 and we're like, oh, well, show it to me again, right? We just, we, we don't like trust, fully trust, blindly trust what we're being shown. And it is like, because we always, I, I know for myself, I always want to know, well, what if? What if I had done the other thing? Or what if I did this, but it wasn't really the thing I was supposed to be doing? You're never going to know the what if really, right? Unless unless you are that advanced that you can jump timelines and see what would have happened, which I don't know that any of us, you know, like can actually do. I think it's a possibility for sure, because I don't think anything's impossible. But yeah, just like really coming back to yourself, connecting with yourself, trusting yourself. And it starts in little ways, you know, um, there is a lot that we can do. Just trusting those little, trusting those little, you know, pings that you get. Like, I think the thing that did it for me is, you know, I've, I've talked about on here before, but I've, I have had this battle with alcohol because I started drinking really young. It is socially acceptable, right? It is the way to be social. Cause like, even now it's like, if I'm not drinking, I've also found empowerment in saying no and being able to show up and just not drink when other people are drinking. But there is like this this shame that is carried around people who don't drink or it's like, well, why? Why don't you drink? Or or what are we going to do? Or I mean, I've had people like not hang out with me because, well, you're not drinking. Okay. Like I don't need to. But there was like, again, like I've kind of had this like little thing on loop with alcohol and I was watching something and it was just like you know every time you drink you're just you're you're getting yourself further from your soul and something about that I was like damn that is true because when I drink it's like I do I feel like I I now I feel like it's like my aura like almost tingles but it's like in a way where I feel this like I don't know how to explain it it's just like I feel closed into myself right I I feel disconnected because I just feel like I feel the aura, I don't even know if aura is the right word, but I just feel this layer around me, right? That disconnects me with, it's like I can't get past that layer. And it's something I like tangibly physically feel now. And so when I heard that, and it wasn't said in any sort of like shaming way or whatever, because like I kind of went back and forth. I was like, oh, like that really resonates with me. But, right, there's always the but because, you know, I do, I genuinely like wine. I love red wine. And I'm not saying um, that I'm going to give it up completely because I just, if I'm going out for a good meal, like I love to have a glass of red wine with that good meal. It's just part of it, right? But I don't want it to be part of an everyday thing. And I've noticed, like, like I said, like last Friday, I had like three glasses of wine 
And I was up all night. Like I just did not feel good. And that's why I was like, this doesn't work for me. Like this is not worth it because, and then I didn't do any of the things I'd normally do. I didn't meditate. I didn't tap. I didn't journal. I didn't like do all of that. Right. And then the next day I actually didn't feel bad the next day. I mean, I felt a little, like I could tell that I, I actually felt like I drank more than I did (laughs) just considering the way that I used to drink. I used to be able to drink so much and not have a hangover. Cannot do that anymore. Literally three glasses of wine now is just like knock me on my ass. But, um, which is probably normal. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I know I like drank too much before, but but yeah, so it's like it takes you out for like a couple days. And if I wasn't so connected with my body now, Maybe I wouldn't notice those things, right? Maybe they wouldn't have such an impact on how I feel and how I feel is really important. It's like I have so much I want to do, right? Like I and that was kind of why I started to lessen drinking a little bit because it's like I have you know, my job, I had the kids, I had the podcast and my business. And when I was drinking consistently, I wasn't doing any like beyond, you know, work and my kids. And this is just so important to me, right? This is my dream, my vision. I, I carry this. This is my why, right? I carry this with me all the time. I visualize where I'm going to be every single day. And those things were not getting me there. And so just being able to like really feel into like what it, and I, and I had, um, even further, just today, I didn't really eat. I had some oatmeal for breakfast, um, and my son and I went on a hike. And I had there was a vegan bakery, and I went went in with my son yesterday after the gym, and I got a cookie. And so I ate the cookie, and I just I felt like nauseous. Right? It's like I've noticed that more and more of just like my body telling me, being very clear now in what feels good and what doesn't. And so if I can listen to that and honor it. And it's not to say I'm never going to have those things, right? Because I think it's better to eat it and actually enjoy it than to not eat it and shame yourself. Because when you're not eating the thing and you're shaming yourself and you're carrying that stress with you, it's literally stress or digest, right? Like your body can't do both. So even when like I completely cut out carbs for like two or three weeks, I was doing really good, but I didn't feel any physical difference. And I didn't feel like I was losing weight. I didn't feel um, any different than, you know, having some carbs here and there. And it was probably because I was so hyper aware of what I was eating and and probably a little bit of stress of like, oh my gosh, should I eat this or should I not? Or being hungry and not feeling like I was being satisfied, right? It was like all those things were actually like stressing my body out. So then I just went to like completely cutting out, you know, processed food and most sugar. And I say most sugar because I will put a little maple syrup in my coffee in the morning. Um, like I had the cookie yesterday. I had a little bit of carrot cake today. Like it's just, it's the it's 80-20, right? It's, it's balancing it out and just not overdoing it again for that exact reason. Um, but really listening, like today when I had that cookie, didn't feel good. So maybe the next time I go to have it, I'll really consider if I actually want that or not. So all that just to, you know, start listening to your body if you can. Like connecting connecting with yourself right now is so important because as a collective, in order to change, like the 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 direction that we are going down, like consciousness is waking up. And we can do all the spiritual things that we want. We can we can deepen our spirituality, but there is an element like this body, this vessel, like our soul chose this this vehicle to take us through this life. And if we can allow the vehicle to move in the most efficient way so it's not going to break down on us so it all the windows are clean and clear the inside is 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 clean right like it's just going to allow us to connect on such a deeper level and in such a deeper way um, and there's something I want to read from the book that I'm reading currently called The Return of the Children of Light um, it is about the Incan and Mayan philosophy but I'm going to read this and leave you with this because this was really profound to me 
but in, you know, in this, it's talking about all the different ways that we connect, um, you know, the connection of the referring to America, North and South connecting, you know, it says there are many paths to awakening the seed of divinity in all of us through prayer, through ceremony and ritual, by means of direct transmission and by practicing Ani, which is sacred beings. It says these seeds will not awaken until we shed the false beliefs that tell us we stand apart from nature. This connection with nature is so, so important. You know, and it continues on to talk about, like, we have to cast away this idea that we were banned from Eden, right? Um, It says, ironically, only through Eve can we regain our entry into the garden. And the last thing it says, so so we are currently in third level of consciousness. I think this is most people who who have done any spiritual readings or, or have a spiritual understanding know that like as a collective we're in the third level of consciousness um it says a level the, the third level is mired in fear conflict violence is spiritual spiritual impoverishment because the world mirrors back to us what we believe and embody if humanity's actions and thoughts arrive from fear conflict violence and spiritual impoverishment the universe will mirror such intent and actions so to achieve the fourth level of consciousness, we must learn to let go of the heavy energies within us and heal the emotional wounds within our energy bodies, including the damage caused by our family and ancestral history. And this was just like really profound to me. And, and I feel like why I've been like so called to emotional healing. It feels so powerful and so important to me. And you know, just having this podcast, Emotional Mastery, and being able to share that message and being able to help others like self-regulate and have these tools to really healing your emotions because once you can heal yourself then you can see beyond the self right but it's like when our emotions and our physical body is not healthy or healing then it's like it it, it creates like a fog like you can't see beyond that but once we can begin to heal that you know like I've always wanted to do ancestral healing and family healing but until I can heal myself like and in healing myself also, it is healing the family and ancestry. But once I can heal myself, then I'm more capable of, of being able to then move forward and heal, healing and working with ancestral lineages and things like that, right? So it's one step at a time. It's one day at a time. I know this episode was pretty heavy, actually, with, with a lot of just deep information. Like I said, this is things that I'm still grasping and and getting an understanding on, but I felt really important. The message that has been consistently coming up for me recently, you know, with just healing our bodies and healing the fear and emotions and connecting with nature, like these core themes. It's like, if we can do that, um, you know, who knows, who knows what, what we can accomplish. So I thank you so much for listening to me. Um, I would love to know what you think about the episode. And if this resonated, share with a friend, right? Like share the message because just being able to connect with ourselves is so powerful and so important. And the more people that can kind of begin that journey and begin to put one foot in front of the other, yes, it's going to be hard. We're not going to get it right the first time. You're going to go back through old patterning, but like every single time you take a step forward and you feel the shift and you feel the change and you feel the empowerment and the power within that, you know, it will, it'll give you the motivation to want to keep moving forward. And just having the awareness of your current patterns is really powerful in itself. So if you are interested in joining the self program, again, doors close tomorrow, the 7th, Friday, October 7th. So email me, catch me on Instagram at Rochelle.Christian. That is R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E dot C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-E. TikTok is the same thing, Rochelle.Christian and website is RochelleChristian.com. Everything you need to know is in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to me and I will talk to you next week.